Fall time in Tennessee. Ah, uh, yes. Football time in Tennessee, as you just heard. Uh, John Ward saying the exact words. It's it's football time in Tennessee, and it was the first home game uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers uh, in the 2023 season. They opened in Nashville, uh, a victory against Virginia, and another victory this past weekend. Not so much how people thought it might go, 30-13, to 17-point uh, victory over the governors of Austin, PA. A lot to get to. Uh, first off, want to thank everybody for listening, whoever does. My name is Jason Williams. Uh, I have been a Tennessee volunteer fan a shorter time than most, so I haven't suffered as long as everybody else has in, over the course of you know the last 10 to 15 years plus. And I do apologize for that, Tennessee Vol fans. I, I'm newer to Vol Nation. I am definitely excited for this season. Uh, going to tell you a little bit about me. Uh, originally from the West Coast, from Las Vegas, moved to North Carolina a few years ago. My brother-in-law is a huge Tennessee football fan, and he took me to my first Tennessee game two years ago against Ole Miss, the old Lane Kiffin game, and that was my first taste of of Knoxville, my first taste of Neyland, um, just my first taste of uh, Tennessee culture. And volunteer fans are are really something. They're really amazing. They're so loyal. They love that town, that stadium, that team. And they're not afraid to tell you how they feel. I haven't been to every single, you know, stadium in, you know, in America, but Neyland is something. It's it, it's magical. It's huge. It's just there's a comforting feeling about it when I'm not around it. You know, I, I I sometimes think about it and I miss it. We go a couple times a year. Uh, we will be there for the South Carolina game in less than three weeks. We'll be there for the Texas A&M game. And we will be there for the Vanderbilt Senior, game, senior Day game. Uh, so that's a whole lot of fun. Um, everybody in Knoxville has been super, super nice. You know, every time we come up there... Um, Vol Nation's pretty cool, so uh, I do have to thank everybody for for tuning in. Um, Got to get to some things, observations uh, that I saw from last weekend's game. It it wasn't a blowout, and it was it was it was it was disappointing. A lot of things went into that. Obviously, you have uh, the weather delay, uh, which was about a half hour or so. And they've got to take they've got to take the band off the field so we don't get to do the traditional uh, pride of the Southland band, you know, march and all the things that they do and the running through the tea and the and the prayer and the national anthem. None of that occurred, and you know, so that's kind of weird from the start. Uh, as a football player, you should probably be ready to play no matter what, and they had to take them off the field. And, and, and just like Austin P, you know, Tennessee gets to go back into the locker room and wait until there's no lightning strikes for a certain amount of minutes, and then we can get started and everything like that. 
there wasn't that whole traditional um, pregame festivities. Could that have thrown the players off? I mean, maybe. But look, like I said, Austin P went through the same thing. So you guys got to be ready as players to play no matter what. Coaching staff has to, has to have the players ready to play uh, no matter what. And that's the most important thing. Um, for Tennessee, they got off to a slow start. Um, it was just kind of a quick three and out. First first possession, Joe Milton, you know, was not accurate. Started one of eight. Uh, it was it was concerning. Uh, a lot of fans can't seem to get the 2021 Joe out of their head. And they're even making it uncomfortable for Joe's family. So I'll just say that, you know, I'll say this to uh, these fans. Please don't do that because... At the end of the day, these these are college kids, and it is just a game, no matter how tough it may be to watch. Um, attacking a man's mother slash family, uh, which I've seen on social media, is not is not the way to go. So please don't do that. Um, with that being said, Joe got off to a rough start. He was twenty of twenty five after that, so he did uh, he did settle down. Uh, I, I guess if you start off one of eight and then you go 20 at 25, that would make you 21 of, of, of 33, you know, roughly. He did have a couple hundred yards passing, did have a couple touchdowns, did have a, a rushing one himself. He was able to figure it out, and we'll kind of go over what it's going to be like for, for Joe and the Tennessee Vols when they go to the Swamp in, in, in Florida trying to get a victory there for the first time in 20 years uh, here in just a little bit. But, you know, for the Vols, it was it was kind of a field goal match with with Austin P going back and forth. Uh, Charles Campbell had a couple of field goals himself. The Austin P kicker had a couple of field goals. Six six, right before halftime, uh, Joe was able to get that rushing touchdown that I spoke of uh, just a little while ago, and it was thirteen to six going into halftime. Tennessee get the ball uh, would get the ball to start the second half. Nobody. Nobody in the stadium, and I wasn't in the stadium, but you know what I mean? I, I've been in that stadium a handful of times, and I know, you know, you can kind of get a vibe. Uh, and the vibe on the uh, on on TV watching was that, you know, there was a lot of restless Vol fans, which is, which is understandable. Things weren't going the way that a lot of people thought they had gone, but Tennessee still had the lead. Um, it's a tighter ball game. The, the the halftime speech that Josh Heupel and company must have given the team um, was probably something, uh, something to hear, something to you know to to take and and move forward. They just weren't playing well. I don't I don't it, a number of factors um, could have been the reason for this. There were a lot of have to talk about this also a lot of. Not so great calls, and I, I I don't like to blame officiating all the time. I I was at my first game was at that 2021 Ole Miss game, so I've I, I've I've seen piss poor officiating for Tennessee uh, in Tennessee's not in Tennessee's favor, I should say. It's not great. It's it's super irritating, and there was a handful of calls, you know, and if those are. Those are SEC officials. I really hope they don't work any more games, uh, that, especially that Tennessee is involved in. Um, traditionally, 
the visiting team gets to bring their own officiating, and I really don't believe that those are. I really have a hard time believing they were Austin P officials uh, from the conference, whatever conference they're in. I guess the Ohio Valley. I think they're in. Uh, not 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 even not even a. You know. Not an SEC, not an ACC officiating crew. Um, Whoever they were and wherever they were from, they shouldn't do any more Tennessee games. We'll, we'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, how the turnover uh, that Tennessee thought they had was not one is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Not going to harp on the officiating too much, but there, there were some bad calls. And that does kind of factor into it, of course. When you have really bad officiating... Um, you know, it can it can get into you mentally. Uh, you know, Coach Heupel was was you know not not thrilled. But you know, we move on from that. There was a there was drop balls. Uh, there was a fumble. Uh, Romel Keaton with a fumble. He should not he should not have given that ball away. Uh, you had, I believe, uh, a couple of times when you know Squirrel White and others had their had their hands on balls. And they weren't able to hold on to them. I know that Joe Milton throws six million miles an hour. You know, we got Bazooka Joe over here. But look, if you're catching them in practice and they hit you in the hands in the game, if they hit you in the hands, you should catch them. That's that's a rule. Like, you know, not fingertips, but palms. These guys are getting hands on balls and they're not catching them. And that's and 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 that's a problem. You go to the swamp. You know, and you do that, you play um, this way against South Carolina and Spencer Rattler, you, you know what I mean? You play this way against Jimbo Fisher, you play this way against Nick Saban and, and Alabama, I know that Alabama had their hiccup. You play this way against SEC competition, you're not going to win ball games. And, and, and Tennessee is 2-0, and and they are projected to win 9-10 ball games by a lot, and even more by some, you're just not going to do that. And so... Catch the damn ball, I guess, is 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 the kind of, you know, that's what we need to be talking about. Um, penalties, stupid, stupid penalties on, on Tennessee. There was a handful of them for uh, false starts, which is not uncommon. Some of these guys are new um, to the offense. Most were there last year, but you do have, you know, your tempo... You know, Josh Heupel and company, they want this offense to go fast, and sometimes you're going faster than your own good can can allow, and so, you know, sometimes you're the one making mistakes. So you've got a, a few false start penalties, and then also these holding penalties. So what would happen to get Joe into a rhythm because he was throwing the ball six million miles an hour, and he overthrew one or two, my guess is that, you know, the offensive play calling geared to Joe was to get him into a rhythm. So after the one and eight, he does go 20 of 25. To do that, you're throwing these little outs. You're throwing these these little passes. And when you're throwing them, a lot of times they're laterally or one or two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. So then what happens is you're going to have a block. You're going to have a guy catch the ball, and another guy is the blocker that's right there. So if you're throwing it to um, if you're throwing it to Brew, you know, and you've got you know, this is just an example, you know, Keaton or Thornton, who Ramel Thornton also, or sorry, Ramel Keaton had a fumble. Uh, Thornton had a drop that was pretty significant. 
just saying his name kind of reminded me of that. But if you throw your little out to Brew and you've got Don, uh, you know, Deont- uh, Thornton or you know somebody else, they've got to make a block. But you can't hold the guy. If you hold the guy, they're going to call it, and they called it every time. You know, and it was not the is it was not you know beneficial for Tennessee. Um, so that did hurt them too. There wasn't a ton of momentum for Tennessee in this game. Uh, they were able. I mean, you know, Callie McCallan Castles had a had a long touchdown, and Brew was great blocking down the field 20, 25 yards. Uh, Joe did throw two. Uh, and, and you know, Tennessee was able to um, win the ball game, thirty to thirteen, uh, in front of you know over one hundred and two thousand at Neyland. And a win's a win, guys. And and I think that's that's what's being lost in this entire thing is that a win is a win. A lot of people on social and you could follow us um, at the VFL show on Twitter. Please do. New account uh, just started. So, uh, you know, we're building it. Always appreciate your support and your likes and your and your retweets and your comments, of course. But a lot of stuff on social about, you know, well, if we play this way, we're, you know, we're going to get our ass kicked, in, you know, at the swamp. And, you know, maybe we, you know, underestimated Joe and, you know, and or, or overestimated Joe, I should say. And maybe, you know, this team is not, you know, in the right spot. I'll give you this example. Through the first two games last year and for the first two games this year, Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton's stats are very comparable. Just about, almost identical. And if you don't believe me, go look it up because it's true. Now, two games last year, it's a little different. So you had Ball State and Pitt. And Tennessee almost lost that game to Pitt. Now, it was on the road, and Pitt had beat them the prior year. But the facts are the facts, guys and gals. These things are true. So I'm not hopping off Joe Milton just yet. Um, I've said personally that I thought Joe was in a much better spot than he was last year. And, of course, in 2021, just being able to be next to Hendon Hooker see the way that Hendon operated, watch the way the offense was, and grow from his time at Michigan to launching balls into the 10th row of the stands in 2021 and losing his starter's spot. And, you know, to being able to play late last year because of the unfortunate circumstance that happened to Hendon last year getting hurt. So I believe in Joe. I think that we can go down... uh, to the swamp and beat Florida for the first time since 2003. That might seem ridiculous to a lot, but it might not seem so to others. Tennessee opened as a seven and a half to eight point favorite, depending on where you shop. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that number is coming down and it will continue. Um, But I'm not a fan of that number. And I know that I said that I know that Tennessee can go down to the, you know, to the swamp and beat Florida. But eight and a half, seven and a half to eight and a half is a lot of points. That's a lot of points, guys. They only beat uh, Florida by five last year. They were up by more than, you know, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And they almost let, I mean, they're, (laughs) look, Florida recovers the onside kick. And they are lucky, Tennessee is lucky that there's a rule that you cannot advance the onside kick. Because that could have been bad. Tennessee was a 
Anthony Anthony Richardson Hail Mary away from losing that ball game. They win by five last year. I don't like the spread, seven and a half to eight and a half uh, points this year for Tennessee. If it was three or four, it'd be much more comfortable. I think Tennessee's going to win the game straight up. It'll probably be in between three and eight is where they win. So look, anybody is more than more than welcome to do what they want in terms of their money and their point spread betting and you know et cetera. It's going to be a, it's going to be close for me on a Monday after you know an Austin P game that wasn't great and looking ahead to a Florida team that lost by multiple scores. I believe they lost what, 17 points to, to Utah, who was on their backup quarterback, didn't even have Cam Rising in Salt Lake City. Looked better against McNeese State, but I mean, it's McNeese State. And I know that Austin P is Austin P, you know, but um, Austin P did play Alabama really close last year. And by really close, I mean 34, 34 points. So take that uh, with it what you will. Um, I, I feel that you're looking at that 35 to 31 or or 31 27 type of game. That's just where the game is going to be played. You know, Graham Mertz for Florida, not impressive. And, you know, they have the younger ATN brother in the backfield. They've got some talented receivers. I, I, you know, I mean, their defense in game one was not thrilling. It's a small sample size. You know, when you see what Tennessee has done, they could have put up more points against Virginia. They could have put up more points against Austin P, but they didn't. So 31 to 35 points for Tennessee, you know, 27 to 31 points for Florida. It could be a little bit less either way, but that's just kind of the way I see the game playing out. The Vols can definitely win this win this game. Um, and I think they will. They should. And they should be 3-0. They should be 3-0 coming home to a UTSA team, which we'll find out the time for that game shortly. Uh, hi, uh, jo- Coach Josh Heupel will talk. He always does Monday morning, and I'm sure he's going to get a lot of questions about um, officiating and about you know the tempo and about the flow and about not, not drilling an opponent when you should and, you know, among other things. And so, you know, we'll kind of see what he has to say about all that. Um, I do want to appreciate you guys for, for taking the time to check out our show. Um, you know, Tennessee Vol fans, uh, are, are super, super important to me, special to me. Uh, I've, I've, I've fallen in love with the, you know, the way the university is and, and the stadium and the campus and, you know, and everything. And I do feel uh, strongly and about the university and the school. And that's why I've started this show. Um, do hope you guys enjoy, uh, let us know what you think. And, uh, at the VFL show is, is, is our Twitter. So, so be sure and hit us up, uh, over there. Go Vols. Uh, that's my assessment on what happened this past weekend. We'll talk again soon. Uh, Florida coming up this Saturday, seven o'clock ESPN at the swamp and, uh, everybody, Be sure and take care. Uh, Rocky Top, all the way.